Michael Show on EEI. It's Bruins Thursday on WEEI. That's the reason Boston fans get skittish. And it's time for the most feared hockey analyst in America. That's good hamburger, but it's not steak. Former Beast defenseman and head coach Mike Melberry. They're a freaking mess. You make a comment about the great one and not be 100% positive. I, was, okay. I, I needed a cup of coffee, to be honest with you. Right now on the Craig Hill Morning Show. Mike Milbury apparently Curtis is having some sort of an issue when it comes to which phone line uh, 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 that he is calling, uh, which bears some investigation. Did you use the term landline, Curtis? I believe he used the term land. Does Mike Milbury still have a landline? Wow, well, I have one. So I bet you he do? Does. Yeah. do you ever get calls on it? Uh, does it ever ring? Yeah, my wife, she she does a lot of her talking on the landline. She does? Yeah. Why? Why don't you just use a cell phone? Do you, do, does she not have a cell phone? No, or? she has a cell phone. Oh, interesting. I don't uh, know any landlines you anymore. You know, you, you, your parents still have a landline? No, my grandparents do. Oh, they do? Yeah, my grandparents still have one. Oh, so. all right. Actually, do they? Now that I'm thinking about it, I guess I've just been calling them on their cell phones. Yeah. But no, they, they must still have a landline. I, I, I would say the majority of the country probably does not, uh, no longer utilizes a landline. Because depending uh, on, like, our service isn't great where I live, so having a landline allows her to, like, talk to family and friends. Is it, the like, the full-on rotary dial thing where you have to no, wait it's for a the, cor- it's a cordless the dial phone. thing to go? No, no, I mean, we're not that, you know, you got a cordless phone. <laughs> Uh, all right, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline right now on his landline, it is Mike, it's Mike Milbury. Mike, how are you? You still have a landline? You still use that thing down there? Uh, I do because sometimes the cell phone reception right in this area is kind of tough. But you know, that's okay. I'll live with it. Um, I mean, does it rain? You guys are okay today. I'm not happy today, actually. Why? You know why? Why? Because I finished second in trivia night last night. Oh, my team did. Where, where, where at, is at the, the golf club? We had trivia night and we lost on a tough question. But I, I was the one that screwed it up. Uh, give me the question. I bet I can get it. The question is: Who is the most decorated soldier of World War II? Ted Williams. Ooh, no, answer. well, you're not even close. You're not even close. Huh. Who is the most decorated soldier of World War II? Uh, is yeah, it, and I, I thought, no, like, I knew the name of the guy that was the answer. Is it the but, guy that they made that movie about where he went up the, the oh, uh, hill to go rescue all those people? Yeah, uh, Audie Murphy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I yes. thought it was Private Ryan. No. <laughs> that, that was called Heartbreak Ridge, I believe. Yes. No, I think no. it was to Helen Back. To Helen Back. Oh, yeah, okay. The Audie Murphy movie. story. Is oh, okay. Oh, yes. I was yes. going to say Dwayne Johnson, but. Well, Mike, we, uh, ongoing discussion here uh, about the Fenway Sports Group buying the Penguins. Uh, Curtis is is bothered by it, and I believe in a poll, uh, a lot of Red Sox fans were as well. Uh, do you find that odd for uh, a team in Boston, a Red, the, the Red Sox organization, to purchase a, a potential rival of the Bruins? Uh, you know, he's not a really mainstream guy, is he, John Henry? <laughs> no. No, he, but he's an awfully wealthy guy. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, here's John Henry, looking to put down three quarters of a billion dollars 
to buy the Penguins, who's got a star, Crosby, who's past his prime. Malkin is on the downside. Chris Latane, their top defenseman, is on the downside. They don't have a goaltender. What's he know that I don't know? Is he getting it on the cheap? And, you know, they, they, they want to acquire properties. But if I'm a Red Sox fan and I hear their brass say, listen, we're not going to be spending any money this offseason. We like our program the way it's going. They lose a guy like Rodriguez. And, yeah, I'd be a little pissed off. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you look at this Bruins schedule right now, uh, another stretch of no games. It's super weird, especially when you look at the end of the season where I think it's like they played their last five games in seven days or something. Are you concerned at all about that when it comes to this Bruins team? Uh, yeah, and you, it's a, you know, Courtney, you're really just outshining these guys mm-hmm. when it comes to Thank questions. you. I don't get that enough. I mean, Ken doesn't you. think so. Uh, yeah. But if you look at the schedule, first of all, you got to keep in mind the, the Olympics are coming up, right? So everybody's shutting down for a couple weeks for the Olympics. And then in the last two months, the last 60 days, they have 29 games. That's every other day on the road or at home. That's a nightmare. And whoever made the schedule for the Bruins, is they should have screamed bloody murder when the time it came out. Used to be you could finagle games around. It's tougher now with so many teams and building availability. But this is uh, it's almost a showstopper, a killer for them at the end of the year. I mean, how do you put money on them to go deep into the playoffs when they played 29 games in 60 days at the end of the year? I mean, they're going to have to call up all of Providence to get people time off to make them reasonably fresh for the playoffs. It's not a good deal. I mean, and it's not a good deal for Bruce Cassidy this week to try to keep him fresh, interested, motivated, and ready to go for what's a pretty tough stretch against teams like Philly and Calgary. Mike, we had talked about this last time we talked about uh, Taylor Hall and his situation. I wanted to ask you this question, but we weren't able to get to it. I know Charlie Coyle had two goals in the last game he played, but one bounced off of his head and went in the net. Um, Do you think some of Taylor Hall's struggle is because of that sentiment on the second line? And do you believe, I know we're still some ways away, but do you believe that you you think that the Bruins might make a push to kind of trade for somebody to play alongside Taylor, Taylor Hall? That was the question coming into the season. Do they have a second-line centerman? I mean, if you look at Charlie Coyle's production, he's got five goals now. That's pretty good production. But does he mesh? I mean, they have a, they have a right-winger, Smith, who's been out for a while and hasn't been able or not healthy, hasn't been able to contribute. That may hold him back. But I thought from the beginning, they needed centermen or puck distributors. They, they get the puck to the guy on the fly. They get it to him in slot at the right time. And I, and I think Charlie Coyle is a fine player, a good player, hardworking player, and, and producing right now. But I don't think he's the kind of compliment that a guy like Taylor Hall needs. And I'm going to stick with that. Mike, I wanted to ask you about, uh, with regard to this potential uh, sale of the Penguins, the Penguins settled a, a lawsuit with a, a minor league coach uh, whose wife was sexually assaulted by uh, another coach. And it appears that uh, it was, uh, once again, covered up by the, by the organization. Uh, is, do you think the NHL has a real problem with this when it comes to covering these kinds of things up? Uh, and, uh, you know, here you have two pretty high-profile ones in, in the last month and a half. Is there an issue, you think, in the NHL? Well, I don't think it's just the NHL. I think it's been a societal problem for a while, and people 
brush it under the rug. I know, you know, in my experience, when there were problems, you know, with people in the locker room, you try to keep it quiet so it wouldn't go public and people wouldn't be, wouldn't be embarrassed. But that's, that's not the approach anymore. It's sort of, uh, let's, let's tell everybody about this issue. Let's solve this issue. Let's get it resolved. Let's punish people who are responsible for stuff. Uh, I don't think this is just exclusive to the NHL. I think it's goes all around the world, all around our society. And I think it's being addressed and, you know, and where we sometimes stumble along in addressing some of these issues, but I guess it's better to be out in the open than in the closet. Mike, knowing the Jacobs family as well as you do, do you what's their reaction? Do you guess at the John Henry purchase of the Penguins? Do you think they'll vote against it at the Board of Governors meeting? Are they putting up a stink? I don't know why they would. I mean, I, I don't see what kind of problem that presents for them. Uh, I don't. I mean, listen, they're happy just to be, be focused on a team that's been so successful at Bruins for so long. Uh, I don't think, and I don't know how much Jerry Jacobs is involved anymore. He's still obviously a prominent guy in the league, but, you know, he's moving along on the on the uh, the year chart, and I don't know how, how much he cares about this anymore. But for me, I don't, I don't see any conflict. I don't see any problem with them owning the team. Cassidy hinted um, a few days ago that Mike Riley might be back for the Bees. Uh, I know Zaboral came in for him, but has he played well enough in his absence to to keep him in? And if so, who would you send out? You know, Riley is a uh, an interesting player. He's a he's a player that can skate like the wind. He seems to get a, a handle on the puck uh, and and looks like he's trying to make things happen. But the problem is he's not a very good defenseman. I, I'm not a Riley fan. I don't know that he knows his way around the defensive zone well enough. I don't think he works at it hard enough. And uh, I'm not sure Zaboral's the answer to replacing him, but. Mike Riley coming back doesn't uh, ring my bell. Mike, I had said this about Matt Jones, and I wanted to get your opinion on it because I feel like if you agree with me, my day is won. I feel like I'm winning because everybody tells me how hockey players are the best out there. So I made mention that Mac Jones was a passenger because this Patriots football team is a defensive uh, football team first, then they run the football, and then it's about the quarterback. In hockey, if you had said, okay, your team is built on your goaltender and your first-line scorers, but your third line is kind of a passenger on this team, but at times they drive, is that something negative? You know, it's it's not anymore. It, it probably I – mean, listen, right now, if you watch that first line, their shifts last 35 seconds, 40 seconds. When Phil Esposito was playing, he could go for two minutes. <laughs> And then the third line, fourth line would be passengers. Mm-hmm. But now every team rolls over their lines. They need production from that first line. They're going to need some production from the second line. I'm happy that, that Coyle scored a couple goals. McElvoy scored a couple goals. That secondary scoring is so important to getting the heat off the top line. But the third and fourth lines can't just be passengers. They have to be, they have to be mildly productive as well as not destructive in their own zone. That's it's, my read. It's like Wiggy is he's going to die on this hill. It's a, it's a it's a weird thing, but I mean, it, the analogy's not right. Mm-hmm. The analogy would have to be the goaltender. Mac Jones is the quarterback. So, uh, the the analogy would be on a successful hockey team okay. calling the goaltender a passenger. 
And uh, rarely is the goaltender a passenger on a on a. a correct oh, if he's a passenger, you're you're about to be wrecked. Yes. <laughs> you're, right. you're in for a, you're in for a rough right. ride. I mean, you can get by with you can get by with a great defense and solid goaltending. Mm-hmm. But if you have anything less than a great defense and you have just average goaltending, you're going to see you're going to be explaining yourself as a defenseman all night long for all the errors and all the goals that went in against. You can't win without him. You just you, if you have a bad goaltender, you're screwed. All right, Mike. Uh, do you love or do you hate seeing a 44 year old Chara drop the gloves? Oh, I'm never. I'm never a guy that doesn't like to see a good fight. <laughs> let's go out, get after it. I mean, there's too few of them now. I mean, let's just get, let's just drop it and go. I mean, that's that's the way the game was played for a while. And Chara's, you know, he's not going to do it all the time, but. It's a noble it's a noble venture for him. He wouldn't do it unless he felt it was the right thing to do. I know that. All right, um, Mike, thanks for joining us. I want to uh, obviously plug the podcast, Mike Milbury's Fight Club. Yeah, thanks. We're having some fun with it. You know, hey, I don't know who's listening, but we're at least we're having some fun. <laughs> so tune in, check it out. Let me know how it goes. And what's with all the nudity talk? I saw the there... what nudity well, talk. Well, on the first episode, you got into talking about nudity. No, I can't remember that. I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. You're probably talking about Nantucket trying to make its beaches topless. Yeah. That's what we've been talking about yeah. all morning. Yeah, how do you feel about that? You okay with Nantucket in the name of uh, all people being equal, uh, allowing their beaches to all be topless? No, you know, I, th- I, I like some reveal in a bathing suit, but I, <laughs> the whole package just is too much for me sometimes. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> All right, Mike, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, see ya. All right. <laughs> it's Mike Milbury on a Bruins Thursday. We'll be right back. Next, more of the Greg Hill Show. As they get you set for Patriots and Falcons. This is WEEI. Whether you run your local bookstore or the neighborhood boutique that everyone